Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz, the founder and president of Faithful Fathering, where we work to encourage and equip dads to be faithful fathers. That's a dad that prioritizes his physical presence, is engaged emotionally, and leads spiritually by example, thus uh, emulating the triune nature of our Heavenly Father in the home. We also have the vision to uh, see dads engaged in raising a godly generation and to uh, reinvigorate the church on the fathering front as we work to establish core groups in in churches. Uh, this podcast, we're continuing the series on counsel, the counselor's season of fathering that uh, we would talk about. The this, this is the last, this is the 20 plus age where kids are in the adult, they're moving into adulthood. And uh, we, uh, uh, as dads, we kind of have to realize that the phone has to ring if we're going to give advice. <laughs> if we try to Coach during this season, it's a it's a tough time. Kids will either be overly dependent on dad or they'll flat push away from dad. So understanding that and helping us understand that is a dear friend in in studio t- today. Uh, Jared Gibbler is uh, is here to uh, share some of the insights that he has as a dad of. Uh, 24, 26 years old, and then 15 and 13. Is that yes, correct? Sir. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, welcome. Glad you're here, Jerry. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, uh, on this, uh, in this session, I'd like to talk about uh, uh, letting go of our kids. You know, we, uh, we, we do it a lot of times as they grow up. You know, when mm-hmm. our kids are starting to walk, uh, we have to let go of them to yes. let them fall a couple of times to get back up, and then, but we're letting go. When we're running beside their bike, they're usually screaming at us, let go, daddy, let go. And so we let go and mm-hmm. we watch them crash and we you know, get back up and go. And then, of course, then there's that time uh, you're getting close to it again. You've been through it a couple <laughs> of times, but uh, handing the keys off, uh, that always increases yes. our prayer life, but it's a letting go uh, of our kids and understanding that they are in God's hands as, right. as we go on. But uh, how have you found uh, with the adult boys, uh, how you let go? Is, is that an easy process? Has that been a nice, uh, has been an easy transition for you or was it a little bit tough? Uh, I would say... It was a medium transition, probably leaning more towards the easy side. I mean, we we have all boys, and the the process, you know, as, as you were saying, like those those different seasons of, you know, where where you're at. You know, I, we discovered, especially working with other students, we were my wife and I were youth pastors for a number of years, that you you cannot require responsibility, certain levels of responsibility without also leveraging autonomy mm-hmm. with that. And and that's important. So the more responsibility I want to call a student or my son to, the more autonomy I need to give him to walk out that that responsibility. And so we we had that understanding. Now that doesn't necessarily make things easy on your heart or your mind <laughs> when you when you watch them take the keys for the first time and drive, there is that little bit of a flutter. Uh, for sure. But I think having that perspective made us a little more willing to take those steps and, and pull our hands back, especially with our with our older boys and and just trust them mm-hmm. to like, OK, you know, I I believe you're a good kid. I believe you're responsible. And and we'll see what happens from there. <laughs> I know I, I had a friend that uh, would, dur- during the coaching season, he would uh, let the kids know that if they established enough trust and mm-hmm. had done well and that come their senior year in high school, 
all the curfews, all the all the boundaries that had been established in the home would be let would be released. Mm-hmm. So that during their senior year, if they're going to hit a wall, they would hit it at home right. versus the next year off on their own doing whether it's college oh, or doing something else. Yeah. So I always thought that was, and he he said that later helped with this whole idea of letting go mm-hmm. of the kids once they go uh, go on. I have a, a, a dear friend that uh, he his son had called and said he was. Uh, going to, uh, he wanted to marry his girlfriend while he was in college. I think he was in his junior year of college at that point in time. And he asked his dad what he thought, if that was okay with him. And of course, he did stipulate that, yes, dad, I would like you to continue paying for my college. (laughs) And yes, I would like to stay on your insurance and car insurance and health insurance. And, and the the dad, we were eating uh, breakfast one morning and he said, what do you, what do you think of that? And I said, well, why don't you uh, read Genesis 2.24 and tell me how that hits you in this light? And, of course, Genesis 2.24 says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. And and he called me back later that day and said, uh, you know, I never read it that way. Right. You know, that they are to leave, which yeah. means to let go mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, financially, and even spiritually. Yeah. They're stepping out on their own. But uh, uh, So has this been kind of your experience that as, as you let go, you realize you, you really do need to let them leave? It, it has. And uh, it's so far, it's actually been pretty seamless. You know, there, there's not... Um, been any big hiccups or anything like that. Our oldest son is married and, you know, he's completely, you know, self-sufficient, taking care of himself. Um, even our, our 24-year-old is, for all intents and purposes, self-sufficient. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we might even go days without even seeing him, you know. Okay. <laughs> he, yeah, has, yeah. he has his job, he has his life, and uh, yeah. So you're in that realm of in-laws. That's kind yeah. of a new level of letting go, huh? Right, yeah. <laughs> Somebody told me that's why he had two hands. That if one hand fell off, the other hand would get there. So he didn't, <laughs> your mouth, yeah. didn't say anything. How is that? How are you adjusting to an in-law role? It's it's been easy. Yeah. So okay. Our, our son's wife. She's she's great. So fantastic. Yes. Well, that uh, that's always encouraging to see. Uh, uh, I'm just my my daughter married this year. My son did as well. Both mm-hmm. got married this year. So I'm just on the front end of that in-law side to uh, you know to completely let go. But uh, yes. uh, we've we my bride and I have talked about it a lot to make sure that we respect their space. Right. And like I say, same thing. The phone has to ring. You don't mm-hmm. get to to uh, show up or intrude or whatever. So being available but not intruding is always a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I had, there's another example of a a, a friend that uh, would always keep, uh, you know, as his kids were old, older and married and, uh, they would always keep a room open in their house, and uh, they called this the recovery room. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if, if someone was struggling with, uh, say, alcohol or an addiction or a valley in life, just an emotional low, uh, divorce, uh, that the home was always open when right. uh, for that child. And, and, and it wasn't uh, – it was, it was set up simply to share the love of family, of a father and mother, and uh, unconditionally – uh, with boundaries set so that there was no enabling of a situation mm-hmm. if that was if that right. was the case. So they, they drew those boundaries very clearly. But I thought that was a, a beautiful analogy or a, a, a beautiful look on on what the love of the father and the love of, the, of parents, uh, you know, even beyond uh, mm-hmm. for grown kids. We never 
stop parenting. Right. We just have to change the the way we parent. Yes. And uh, uh, how how important to, do you see it to, to that the the kids always know the home is a safe place? It's it's very important. I mean, you you always want your kids, no matter where they are in the world and what stage of life that they are in, to understand that you love them unconditionally. Now, that doesn't mean you support every decision they make or um, are going to have their their back unbiasedly in every decision. You know, there are consequences and things, but to for them to understand that my heart is always yours. And you always have a place in, in this family. That's family doesn't end, right? There's not a, a time limit on that. There's not a distance limit on that. You are always my son and I'm always going to love you and I'm always going to do what's best for you. Hmm. You mean there's not going to be a division around politics no. or vaccination <laughs> or all that stuff? No, no, no. That's the beautiful uh, design of God, isn't it? That's the mm-hmm. unification that is family. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing that can draw. And I've, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the, the uni- unity of our Father, our Heavenly Father, in the triune nature, mm-hmm. of course, is that unity. Uh, you've got that unity in church. We have Jesus, the pastor, and the flock, right? Mm-hmm. You've got that unity in the home, dad, mom, and the children. Uh, this unification and this unconditional love within that uh, that spectra is is uh, I think so comforting in these times as we uh, as we move forward. Uh, how have you found it uh, easy to stay available, but uh, and yet not be intrusive in your in your kids' lives or? Maybe we should have the kids here. <laughs> <laughs> that um, that is definitely harder because you being available has not not been hard. But when you have an opinion on what you believe as a parent is the right decision for your child to make, and closing your mouth and not saying you need to do this, right? That's that's difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, not just in in waiting for that phone to ring, but then waiting for the well. What do you think I should do, or what's your opinion? Like, okay, well, let me let me share. You know, um, and I guess there are times to say like, okay, I, I see what you're going through. I see where you're at. Here's what I think. Here's how I feel. But then, when the decision is made by your child to step back and and let it be their decision, that's that's not easy, mm-hmm. especially when you've gone the majority of their life up to that point or up to that season in being the decision maker for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I think it goes back again. We talked a little bit about the coach season mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we want to make sure our kids know the home is always a safe place to come with any questions. The home and right. the church have to be safe places, particularly when it comes around uh, healthy relationships, sexuality uh, and, and the same later on, the home has to be available. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, and I always say the phone has to ring. Well, it doesn't always have to ring. We can, uh, we can invite our son or our daughter out to lunch and yeah. uh, have a discussion. Just make yourself making yourself available versus being available. Sometimes right. there's a fine line there, yeah, and, and of course you cannot push. Uh, you know that's my challenge is not to push the conversation in a given given direction, mm-hmm. right? But to be available, uh, but to create the opportunity so that we uh, continue to uh, nurture our relationship. Right. And uh, I mean, my my daughter lives out of town, but anytime she is in town, we certainly have a lunch together so we have the opportunity to have some one-on-one yeah. time and I think that's always uh, very important but uh, do you have any other tips out there for dads on uh, being available and yeah I, I would continue along with that same thought you just uh, just spoke to to facilitate those opportunities you know um, 
not just wait, like you said, not just wait for the phone to ring, but hey, what, what can I do to facilitate my availability, inviting out to lunch, you know, checking in, hey, just wanna let you know I love you, see how you're doing, right? Um, not pry, not, not push yourself um, in, into anything, but to keep those, those doorways of conversation open, to let, let your child know in, in every season, in every situation, I am still here, I still love you, and I'm still available whenever mm-hmm. you're ready. Very, very good. And I, and I, I would like to extend that charge to dads. Obviously, we're doing that to our kid. We're talking about fathering now. Right. But I would also say the same to a brother in Christ, oh, a, another dad out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this is too often the devil tries to isolate a man yes. <laughs> and uh, and take him out. And dads, uh, Lone Ranger dads don't do very well. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I would challenge dads as well to make sure that you're available mm-hmm. to a battle buddy. You know, find that battle buddy as, as that's what we work to do in churches as these core groups of dads end up being battle buddies for each other mm-hmm. and uh, to, to reach out make yourself available right. say hey uh, you want to have a cup of coffee yeah uh, do you have do you have two or three friends that you can call anytime mm-hmm. and just hey let's let's go get a burger or let's go have a cup of coffee or or whatever the case may be yeah. to be available to a friend to say uh, it's time to be vulnerable a little mm-hmm. bit you know uh, you know men can be accountable to each other very easily even accountable to lies right <laughs> uh, but if when we have a battle buddy that we can be vulnerable with then yes. we're Okay, and yes. that's that's what we that's what I have found both with my grown uh, son and daughter, as well as other uh, men, mm-hmm. is the more vulnerable I am, the uh, more sincere and genuine right. the dialogue right. is uh, in the conversation. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's uh, that's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, how powerful it is to let somebody, especially your kid, know, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable, right? to invite that that vulnerability and that that reciprocation from them. Yes. Yeah, they learned when they were teenagers we weren't perfect, right? Yeah. So that's it, easy to... <laughs> <laughs> we're not perfect any, we never, never were. They just thought we were for a window of time, but then we blew that. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but, well, that's uh, that's our call. Jared, thank you so much for your so heart and passion. It. Thank you for being with us. And uh, Dad, just a reminder, a faithful father has to learn to let go yet be available uh, to his grown children. That's the dad you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs. God bless and God speed.